Hi, Nishtil. How are you? Welcome to Dastai Rahi. Um, it's such a pleasure to have you for the talk. Likewise, thank you for having me over here. Like, yeah, I'm doing fine. Like, what about you? I'm doing good. Thank you. Um, so, you know, to, to begin with our talk, um, I want to know how traveling started for you. All right, like, uh, my first experience was like, I've never went out of India, like later on, like I just started uh, my first uh, outside country expedition to be frank for a studies in US. So I presently live in US and uh, later on, I actually uh, somewhat like kicked me in stating that I need to start traveling. Seeing all this Instagram posts and everything, I felt, okay, uh, why should not I do the same thing? And I believe my first uh, kind of like wonderful or like uh, dreamy imagination place was Alaska. So that was my first destination, uh, which uh, I felt like I just like booked everything. I wanted to somehow like kick me stating that I wanted to watch Northern Lights. And I didn't know about anything. Trust me, I never knew a thing about Northern Lights. I just like uh, booked all the flight tickets, like started uh and in the airport actually in the boston airport uh i started seeing like what is northern lights i just know it's just a colorful thing which you can imagine it's like a dreamy land where you can see something in the sky but uh unfortunately i was so dumb to be frank i didn't research anything on that and uh i felt like okay let me check and when i started checking more about it in uh, airport, that's when I felt, okay, oh, there's a lot of things to be considered before I need to watch, uh, or like before I see a Northern Lights. So yeah, that's my first, uh, what do you say, like a dreamy, dreamy destination to be frank. Oh, last kind of dream for so many people. And oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, and choosing that. So did you see the Northern Lights? I mean, did you get a chance to see that? Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. My my lucky my lucky thing was like I what happened was like when I was checking in airport, uh, so I was browsing about this Northern Lights details, and uh, I got to know okay the there's something called KP index, which is like a sun flare index basically. Uh, so it should be somewhere like above like four or five to see in a natural eyes. So my luck was so good, uh, the number showed up five. But at the end moment, like uh, till I see the Northern Lights, I was not sure like, okay, uh, is it true or not? Because you cannot uh, believe any graph which is showing online, right? It can show differ a different graph on a different websites. Right. So later on, I saw that like it was showing four or five at that time, the KP index. But uh, yeah, uh, I was lucky enough to see that. Wow, and how was, how was that experience like? Uh, <laughs> Trust me, I had a long flight. Uh, I had like 16 and a half an hour journey from here to Boston. It is around like seven plus uh, four hours flight. So total of uh, 11 hours flight. Uh, then once I landed in Fairbanks, which is in Alaska, from there, there's another journey uh, where we need to, uh, where you can actually take your car, or like a rental car, but like a lot of rental agency will not let you go because the path which goes to north the or the driveway which goes to north is called Dalton Highway where uh, if it's winter you don't see people for like hours together if your car get broke down or something you never see people over there so it's very tough so I just like uh, booked some travel agent at the last moment who can take me up north 
and uh, I was like constantly bugging him at like asking, okay, can we see it? Can we see it? Uh, that journey was like around eight hours again. Uh, I think like around like fifth hour or something, we crossed the Arctic Circle. Uh, so once we crossed the Arctic Circle and I started bugging him more and asking like, will I be able to see it? He just responded by stating that this is Mother Earth. We cannot expect anything. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. At one point, I got disappointed. I just like was sitting in the van and uh, driving up north. So at that time, he just like pulled over the vehicle and he showed like, okay, just like go and check it out. And uh, I think that was my first experience. After that, we went to some other place called Coldfoot, where we had a cabin. And uh, from there, actually, we, uh, how do I say that? Uh, it was magical. At 2 a.m. in the morning, or like, I think, believe, uh, 1.30 or 2 a.m. in the morning, it was like minus 40 degrees Celsius. Uh, so negative 40 is not a small thing. Trust me, like, you need to, like, wear a lot of uh, layers of jackets uh, to protect yourself and your body. And, and uh, yeah. After seeing it, I just like sat over there, like was like just like watching that for like an hour together. So yeah, that was my first experience. So total was around like 16 and a half an hour's flight or something, 16 or 18 hours total journey was. So I felt okay. Uh this was just like a two-day trip, what I did. Just like fly to Alaska, then finish the thing and come back to uh, my home. Uh so yeah, it was totally worth it. What I've invested the money on that. <laughs> So you, you did a solo travel, like you went through uh-huh. this trip? This yeah. was a solo travel, yeah. And how are lights like? I mean, I've heard there are a lot of colors to it. Uh, normally, you oh, see yeah. green lights and a lot of colors. So what kind of colors yeah. did you see? Usually, like if it's like Keep Index 4 or something, I believe you can see something like green. If it's like more than 4 or 5, I think like if it rises the Keep Index, you can see the purple, uh, green, I've heard about blue. I've never seen blue, uh, but I have seen like purple and green for sure. Wow! I mean, uh, actually, getting to see northern lights on the first itself, like first time itself, is quite quite lucky for you, I guess. Oh, <laughs> okay. So after after Alaska, you came back. Then what happened? What was your next adventure that you went on? Oh, okay. Uh, so after I came back, I don't know, like, um, there's something saying that, like, once you go for a travel and you cannot sit at home, like, you still be in that particular magic, magical imagination in the back. Okay, this is what I did. I think I need more, 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 more. At that time, I think I went to Alaska in February. And after that, once I came, uh, I could not stay for a month. I thought, okay, I need to hit some destination, which should be, uh, less mankind would have explored uh that's when i started like okay checking more on details okay somewhere in my mind at the corner i felt like oh okay why don't i go to antarctica and i never knew like how it's gonna work as i told you same thing with northern lights i was just like okay why don't i do a uh, like homework before just to make sure that i know everything what's the risk i need to take uh what's the cost factors how the journey would be everything so when I started like uh, checking a lot of things in Google and like a lot of blogs, there was ton of people who have traveled to Antarctica. Mm-hmm. I thought only like researchers or like some uh, like uh, government agent workers or like uh, uh, who has uh, 
working research uh, in Antarctican land for the climate change. I believe you know, only they would travel, but I didn't expect that like even the tourism would happen over there. Yeah. yeah after that, like I think in, uh, I think beginning or end of March, I believe I started like researching more about the you know, Antarctican land, how it is, like how we can travel, like what are the expedition companies which will take you there, and what is the risk factors. I think that's when kicked me in and I started doing, I, I believe I did something around like a month and a half research on that, just to make sure that like I am safe first thing. And second thing is like, I'm not taking too much risk of my life. Right. Uh, so yeah, after that, yeah, like later on, I found out one expedition company, which uh, I felt like uh, very good reviews. And uh, there is a ton of expedition company which will take you, but uh, this was like one thing which uh, made you show that the hospitality and the travel experience was quite good. Uh, yeah, I picked something called Quark Expedition, who was an expedition company which I felt comfortable going with. And I was not wrong and the reviews were not wrong actually to be frank. They were like really good with an hospitality uh, and like how they treat the customers. Uh, it was beautiful experience, yeah. That's when I started researching, then I started uh, checking with my friends, like, do you want to come? And they felt like, uh, okay, I'm actually making a joke. And uh, none of them told, okay, I'm not in interested. <laughs> so, Antarctica, who goes to Antarctica? <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's what like a lot of people thought, like, yeah. are you really a normal man? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like uh, I felt, okay, this is, okay. Then like one of my actually friend told, okay, let's go. He didn't tell, I told him like, I'm planning like this, this this might be the cost and like uh, are you interested and he was like uh, let's go he, he didn't know like anything where we are going what we are starting how we are starting nothing he does not know so he told yes then like uh within a couple of days i just like gave him all the details like okay this is what it is and this 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 is the factors which we need to take care and this is the things which might come in phase for us and uh later on like he was like okay let's go and we just like started booking stuff and like started doing the payments for uh, uh, pay, uh, like, uh, like what do you say, split by split XP or this thing. So that like uh, in the month of December, I believe like uh, I really wanted to go on month of December. The reason because like that's where the summer is in Antarctica. Uh, so what happens is like you can see both like Icelandic land and even the uh, landmass of the Antarctica. Okay. And you can, uh, you can see the what do you say, like all the small, small penguins egg-hatching at the time of uh, December. Okay. So, yeah, that's when we, like, started, like, doing the payments and, like, started more exploring about Antarctica and, like, other countries where, like, via, like, how we're going. Right, right. So, how long was this trip? Like, how long did you travel in Antarctica? Uh, so, this was around, like, I believe, like, uh, 10 days, sorry, 10 nights, 11 days. Okay. Uh, so there is a point in uh, Argentina, uh, which is called like a small town called Ushuaia, which is like, they call it as the end of the earth, basically. So once you actually go there, like uh, that's very tiny uh, land actually, uh, where like, uh, what do you say? Like there's tons of uh, expedition company who starts from there to Antarctica because the journey is less time. Okay. Uh, same thing if you travel from Australia or New Zealand to Antarctica, so which will take you around 11 days, just on a one way. Uh, okay. What I heard, yeah, what I've like, uh, checked in the blogs. 
and the shortest and fastest route would be the Argentina, which would take you like a day and a half trip. So we started around evening and uh, I think next day morning or afternoon, we were then in Antarctica. Okay, that, that was pretty fast, I mean. That was pretty fast, yeah. But the only risk factor you might need to take is the break passage, which is like what I heard stories like a different over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I remember reading a book about Antarctica and the author had specifically mentioned about this passage, which is quite rough. And uh, uh, like he had quite a challenge in passing through like everybody on the on board. So tell us how, what is that passage and what, what exactly goes into it? Okay, uh, so what happens is like uh, when I started exploring more about this Quark Expedition company, like the reviews was good and everything. Later on, we started like applying for an uh, Argentinian visa because I need to like land in Argentina first, then like I need to be on spot like uh, the town called Ushwaya so that I can start my journey from there. Uh, so we went to New York, got my, uh, so we went to New York for Argentinian embassy and over there like we just submitted the document or uh, the so luckily we were like able to uh, meet a top diplomat in the Argentinian embassy. And he asked me like, what is the purpose of the visit? And I told him we are actually traveling to Argentina. And he asked like, which uh, travel agent? And uh, he told like Quark Expedition. I was like, uh, he just like responded back. I heard about a lot of Quark Expedition, they are good. Okay, that satisfied one side. Okay, a localite who is telling us that is a good company which you can travel with. Yeah. Uh, so later on, uh, once we landed in uh, Ushuaia, so we had an embarking ship at, uh, I think, next day morning. Before that, like, we were staying in a hostel. Uh, we met, like, a lot of other people who were staying in a hostel who was on the same boat. Uh, I met a, a, a girl called, like, Namrata. She was from Bangalore. She solo traveled and uh, met a, uh, Izzy as a person who has been traveling for a year right now. Uh, she was from Kent, England. So we all actually uh, got it a really quick bonded and we started like went for a dinner and like later on, we just started like onboarding uh, on the ship. So the welcome, how the hospitality, they made sure that like they welcomed their customer was like so beautiful. Uh, so once we embarked into the ship, actually, uh, so then I started researching more about it and like I got to know that like, the ratio of uh, people and the service members inside the board is almost equal. So we were around like 200 people in the ship and uh, there was like not 200, my bad, uh, it's 199 to be precise. I'll tell you the backstory why it is 199. Uh, so then like there was like around 150 or 160 people who was working parallelly. So it was like two is to one ratio where like they make sure that you have everything. Right. And uh, the backstory of 199 is because when I was doing a research on this Antarctican thing, uh, there's a treaty in Antarctica stating that if a cruise has an equal to 200 or more than 200, they are not allowed to land on the Antarctican land. They can just dock in Antarctican land and they can head back, but the people cannot come out of the ship. Uh, that is one thing I learned. And that's how I found out, okay, this is, is the thing uh, where uh, you need to very be precise with what expedition company you are picking up. Right. 
Right. Uh, quark was. Sorry. I don't know. I'm not so like there is there should be some treaty. I'm not sure about it. It's in uh, treaty between the governments and the Antarctican uh, the community, whatever that is. So I'm not sure what is the exact reason why they are trying to do. Probably one of the reason might be like they do not want a lot of tourists in that spot. Uh, so that like obviously we have already destroyed all the six continents, they do not want to destroy the other one. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> probably that might be the reason. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, so that is one thing. Uh, probably that is one, one of the thing I believe. And other things, I don't know what is the exact reason why they did, but uh, so I saw a lot of companies uh, who is taking like 400, 500 uh, uh, cruise companies who will take you there, but you will not land in Antarctica. Uh, you cannot step onto the Antarctic land to be fair. Like people who is planning, make sure you have that uh, uh, research done or call the companies, expedition companies, ask them like if you can step a foot on Antarctic land or is it like how it works so that like they have the uh, uh, enough details so that they'll not be disappointed. Right, right. Uh, regarding the Drake Passage, like what I was, uh, so we took a, a ship uh, around like 1.30 in the afternoon, I believe. Yeah, the boarding time was like 2.15. Uh, so we embarked the ship and like we were heading and next day, like we all, uh, like it was, there was a welcome party and everything. So next day morning, we heard a news. Uh, one of the company, I don't want to name the company, but one of the company, expedition company, uh, they actually had an incident two or three days before where they could not pass a Drake passage because of the high tides. The current of the water which uh, hitted their ship and uh, usually what happens is like you would have seen a ship where it has a pothole uh, like off a window they call it as a pothole so that pothole windows got broken because of the current of the uh, drake passage so and they needed to head back and i heard this the morning of the uh, travel to antarctica and like i was like shocked okay what's happening so that that felt me okay. I should have uh, seen what set us. So after that, like our Drake passage towards Antarctica was pretty smooth. Trust me. I felt seasickness, yes, uh, but initially I thought, okay, um, um, I'm a person. I would not feel seasickness. That's uh, confident what I felt. But later on, like at midnight, I think the day when we started, uh, I think like two a.m. or something, it kicked me. And trust me. I just like went to the reception, called the doctor. She woke woke up for me. Actually, she came and just gave me the sleeping medicines or like seasickness medicines. Uh, yeah, next day morning, that's what like I heard this news. I was like, okay, fine. Will I reach? And I heard the I just like went to the captain at the top. Uh, I spoke with him actually, and he told, okay, like no, actually the the current is very low. You guys are lucky that you are not experiencing the very hard uh, the current of sea. Uh, towards Antarctica, then like I was like, okay, I felt good. So at the evening or something, we already been reached to Antarctica. So because like I don't know what time it was, trust me, because like once you go south when it's summer, you get 24 hours daylight. You never see a dark. So that's the toughest part. Uh, so that was my first experience of 24 hours daylight. So which is like basically like 
you never get to sleep. <laughs> that's that's the side because you see like all the sun twenty four seven. You never see us uh, the same. So yeah, like it's very hard to sleep. We used to like close the curtains. Everything we used to sleep. That's what we used to do. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, regarding the uh, Drake, I heard like it's one of the toughest uh, channel to cross because of the high tides. Uh, the wave where it uh, it actually is a point. Drake Passage is a point where like uh, the Atlantic and the Pacific Ocean merges. Okay. So I believe the tide would be very high. The current would be very high. Uh, so yeah, so that's how the experience was onto the Antarctican land. But I felt it it is very smooth. Okay, nothing big of a deal of a Drake Passage. While coming back. Uh, while coming back, actually, like I felt, what is Drake Passage? Okay. So, which was like one side scary, the other side actually the ship was like going inside water, coming up back, inside going coming up back. We used to so the, there was like no uh, I think breakfast, no lunch because of uh, they cannot use fire or anything in the kitchen because of the high tides. So they used to like serve us food uh, like a bread or something. Uh, coming to our doorsteps. So we just like stepped out, like uh, stepped out in the sense, like we were in the a common area where I used to see at the back of the ship and like back of the ship was like going back in and the tide used to go fly. I had like, what's <laughs> happening? <laughs> uh, oh, it was scary, trust me. Later on, like, uh, okay, then like we used to like, we cannot walk straight, right? Like the ship goes wobbling and like you need to like walk like this. And the as I told you, the hospitality was so good. There were people every corner just to make sure that like they are holding you and pulling you inside to the other side of the thing. So it is what how it was actually. Uh, so later on, actually, like once we crossed the Drake Passage, it got calm uh, towards the Antarctican land. But uh, sorry, I mean like Argentinian land, the uh, South America. Uh, but yeah, it was quite scary. Well, I mean, uh, I think what I read was quite true. <laughs> the similar experience has been shared by the author in that book. So how is But it yeah, yeah, everyone, everyone yeah. cannot experience the same thing, right? Like sometimes, like, who knows, like, people would have a very smooth journey both sides. Right, right. Of course, I mean, uh, it's nature. So you don't know, you get to uh, experience the same kind of stuff. But how is your overall experience of uh, Antarctica? I mean, how is the place? And I mean, it, it itself sounds so amazing, like going to Antarctica, but how is your experience to that place? I think the first point where we landed was around uh, on, uh, I believe, where was it? I'm trying to find out. Uh, so which was in like a Baristos Island, the South Salton uh, land island or something. I think that's where I saw the first penguin. So the weather was too smooth. Uh, uh, it was not rough to be frank. Uh, later on, like what we did was like, uh, they told, okay, let's actually embark into a Zodiac. That's a small boat. And they took us to a landmass. So that's not an exact Antarctic landmass to be frank. Okay. So that's just a small island. Uh, so over there, we, uh, that's when like I say, I saw like the penguins. And when you see the penguins, like at the first time, like the real penguins, like it's so cute. It will be just like tick, 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 tick. It will be running always. So I loved it, trust me. So when I saw that, actually, uh, I took out my camera. I started like taking pictures. Only that place, I believe, like have like around like 500 pictures because like that was my first penguin experience. 
later on i just like uh, once they landed uh, us into that particular uh, island then like we uh, we just roamed around the place and like we just like i just like okay i thought like okay let me sit and experience it without a camera and that's when i just like captured a lot of memories which is not in my camera so uh, yeah that's when i started watching everything uh, all the penguins and all and uh, regarding the temperature was not bad to be frank it was like 0 degrees celsius which is uh, yeah 35 degree fahrenheit uh, which i usually experience back in uh, us right here uh, so i was like fine other than that like yeah uh, then like we started moving every time when we are having lunch or dinner we used to go to a next destination the ship used to take us to the next particular destination so yeah every destination is uh, very unique over there because oh, you overnight anything can change it's an antarctic end of the day overnight it can snow it can uh, like rain the uh, tides might get too high uh, you never know what's going to happen over there so the captain of our ship like at the once we embarked the welcome uh, uh, what do you say like a uh, party so he told us we try our try our best to make sure that like you have uh, seen all the places but we cannot promise it the reason because once you uh, be in the land you will get to know the weather so if it's possible they let us uh, get into the zodiac and like make sure that you are in the land or else it's very tough to uh, go to the land mass so yeah that was the first on i believe like december 132028 sorry 2018 that was my first uh, land expedition in antarctica okay okay so is is there any particular experience or place that just stayed with you of antarctica oh yeah no <laughs> trust me there's one spot called paradise okay. i will never forget that it's so it's called <laughs> it's also called as paradise yeah it's called paradise harbor okay so what happened was like it's like uh i think like uh u shape uh mountains everywhere where uh your ship actually goes between that and it's dark over there and like you see like all like all the 180 degree view of all the mountains and we were lucky enough climate was wonderful uh climate was wonderful there was no high tides the water was so calm and other side there was an uh, antarctican sorry not antarctican sorry uh, argentinian uh, base so the research center was over there so they took us to the research center we sat down over there the climate was beautiful trust me i was like not even wearing any jacket i was like this what i'm wearing right now i was just sitting like this uh so it was so, such a beautiful uh, the thing like climate it was and uh, later on like started like so luckily we had some uh, satellite internet in uh, bold so i started connecting and started video calling my parents and show them like this is what antarctica is so that like they can travel somewhere in future uh yeah so that's when i started calling all my friends started showing everything like okay this is the place i think you should come over here and all uh yeah it was a magical land after that like once we saw that like and they told us to we are planning to do a polar jump polar jump is basically somewhere like you jump into an antarctican uh, waters and uh you make sure that like i'm like you can swim for like a bit while but like if you're not comfortable you can just like 
get into the Antarctican water and come back up. So they're going to make sure that like you have all the safety precautionary measures before you do that. And uh, yeah, so that's how, uh, that's one of the experience which I really wanted to do. I did it. Uh, so luckily I can say that like I have uh, did a polar jump in Antarctican Ocean and I've done a polar jump in Arctic Ocean. Both I have done. Wow. And like, is water like really cold or how, like, just like safe? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> that sounds crazy actually. Actually, to be frank, actually, yeah, I'm like, I really, feel, I didn't feel it was cold. I don't know. I, I My personal experience was, I didn't feel the water was cold. And once you come out of the water, that's where you feel cold. I believe when you're inside the water, it does not. So... Yeah, like once I came out, I was like shivering. They just like like gave gave me a sh shot to be frank uh, of Urka. So like, do you want it? I was like, okay, let's take it. Yeah. It quickly warmed my body. But yeah, I think like that's a magic of Urka. That's the other piece. But <laughs> uh, but yeah, like once you came out of water, that's where you feel the thing. Uh, but yeah, like uh, that was one of the magical experience. What I have it in uh, Paradise Harbor and doing the polar jump. But is it safe? I mean, uh, obviously there's a lot of marine life also. So is it safe to jump or what kind of precautions they take uh, when you do that? So basically what happens is like uh, they make sure the, so obviously like you see all the icebergs over there. So what uh, people over there like or the agents do that is like they take the zodiac and they spin around so that the iceberg moves apart. So that like you're you'll not be hitting the iceberg when you're like landing into the water. Okay. Uh, so they make sure that like they verify everything. They do have like uh, divers who make sure that they check uh, that uh, there is no iceberg underneath where you're trying to jump. Okay. Uh, and they'll be like once your ship is over here, there's this zodiac zodiac the other side just to make sure that if anything, uh, they tie your tie your rope just to make sure that if you're a good swimmer, whatever you are. You're, you might be an Olympic champion also, but they make sure that they tie your rope so that like they'll never miss you out. Uh, sometimes like somebody gets into shock of water, like if they hit it. So yeah. they want to make sure that they are safer. So there are divers who will be other side so that uh, they can, uh, if anything goes wrong, they can immediately uh, pull you out of the water. So yeah, so the they make sure that they take the precautionary measures before we do a dive. Yeah, that, that is yeah, there'll be no marine life what I've seen, but like uh yeah, I'm like not not there, but like there are, but like they'll be apart, they'll be far away. Okay, yeah. I mean that's important and safety is again one thing which everyone would have mind doing such kind of adventure. For sure, yeah. So if if somebody wants to travel to Antarctica, how would you suggest to go for it? Like, I mean, what what should be their steps or what should they keep in mind when planning their trip to Antarctica? It depends. Uh, I've seen, uh, so recently I was in India. Okay. At that time, actually, I saw like a travel brochure stating that like uh, tourist companies back in India are taking them to Antarctican lands. So I've seen that kind of advertisement over there back in India. Uh, but the one suggestion, if you're going through a travel agent, I would recommend you to ask them like which expedition company they are taking the sh ship from and from where. So try to research more about that ship that's just to make sure that like, 
as i mentioned there is a limitation of 199 i believe 197 or 199 i'm not 100% sure i'll give you the answer later on but yeah there is a limitation on that make sure that your ship is less than 197 so that you will be able to step a foot in the tatkan land if it's more trust me they just like gonna like uh, like cruise by the antarctican land they're gonna show you from the far away like in the ship there's antarctica and you're gonna come back home so you'll not step a foot so i would not recommend anyone to do that the reason because you're investing a ton of money in this and ton of your time uh okay. i would not recommend that but if you're uh going through a travel agent i would recommend you to go and uh, like ask them this is what it is uh make sure you do your research before uh you sign up an agreement with the uh travel agent and if you're going with an uh solo trip if you're traveling as a solo trip uh you can do so uh but make sure you do your research what i did in my past where you get to know like which all expedition company will take you what's the pricing uh how many days where all they're gonna take you so they have a chart or a map which will give you an idea like uh okay they're gonna like this 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 location in these many days yeah. excuse me so uh yeah so that's how it is but make sure you do your research before you uh enroll or sign up with any of the travel agents or the polar expedition companies yeah so talking about money i know that it changes every year uh you know things changes but to give an approx how much does it cost like if somebody wants to plan out and have an approximate figure so what would you tell them uh i don't know like uh it depends again the reason because why i'm telling it depends is like uh, the ship has a different ranges of uh, accommodations if you are in the bottom of the ship with the pothole there is a different price like a shared bunker almost three people in a room there is a different price if you have like uh, two people in a room there's a different price so the price range goes up all the way from bottom to the top of the ship the top of the ship would be like almost like a suit uh bottom of ship would be like uh i think like you would have seen like in um, titanic movie like where jack stays it's like that somewhere yeah. <laughs> but it's good trust me like it's not so bad <laughs> so but yeah it price range just goes uh i believe like it's it might start if you book it earlier make sure that you get a perfect accommodation i think it might goes from uh, 3 lakhs i believe of indian currency mm-hmm. and goes up and uh, yeah if somebody is having a concern stating that okay i'm a girl i need to stay with the girl there is a combination that they do that only like uh, they go with a gender specific room accommodations and even if you want there's a mixed also but like there is a gender specific and uh, yeah it goes and like it depends how you want to like uh, stay in the boat ship uh, everyone it doesn't matter like if you are staying the lower deck of the ship or the upper deck of the ship everyone gets the same experience there is no uh, what do you say criteria that like upper deck of the ship will have a uh, what do you say like a, a additional experience or something mm-hmm. hospitality might change it depends how you travel if you travel in an economic flight or a business flight or in first class flight the accommodation yeah. like the uh, how the distinct acc- accommodation of the person or, or the hospitality changes but right. in this case i think like everyone has the same experience and another important thing which i want to ask about is about the food like of course it's a 10 day trip and a lot of people oh, yeah, are concerned sure. with their food choices and all so how how is that like um, and is it great for vegetarians or it's a challenge for vegetarians that's also one thing 
So I'm I'm not sure about the other expedition company, but my expedition company literally accommodated us very good food. Uh, one thing like I know like there is a lot of in, Indians who is vegetarian, so like uh, for them this might pick it up. But uh, as I mentioned, like one of the girl who came with us like was called Namrata. She was a vegetarian. So at the first few days she had uh, some struggles. The reason because like people were not aware that like she wasn't vegetarian, but like there was a lot of onboarded people who were vegetarian. Not first day, actually the first night I think so. After that like later on they started accommodating food specifically for vegetarians so that like uh, they can have. So this Quark Expedition Company like had a theme where like each day each country kind of stuff. Uh, it's like there was like one day it was completely Chinese food. One day it was like uh, Italian uh american breakfast american foods and like there was like different regions they were like accommodating make sure ma making sure that like their customers are like satisfied right. and uh so once i embarked i think like we were three indians plus there was like a family of four from nepal and uh indian uh, malaysian uh and there was like around like 10 or 12 people uh who were like indian origin uh so yeah, so they saw like one of the day actually uh, the head of the chef actually called me up and told me like we are planning to uh, like uh, prepare Indian food for you guys like can we just like uh, tell like what you guys want the first thing came in my mind was biryani trust me like I love biryani <laughs> so I asked him like I want biryani she was like okay we have a chef who is an Indian who can prepare a food for you guys. And uh, she asked me to like take an uh, initiation and ask other people in the board so that like uh, we can ask like what what they want to have. So and a couple of days later, I the next day uh, even next day I think like in the afternoon or something I told them okay this is what we everyone wants is it fine for you guys to prepare? She told like okay no worries we have everything we'll prepare it for you guys. The dinner was an Indian dinner. Wow. We had a proper plated veg biryani, chicken biryani, chicken curry, mutton curry, uh, naans, dal, uh, uh, papads. Like there was a ton of food, trust me. Like I don't remember That's a lot. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> food like that, in Antarctica land. Favorite food. <laughs> yeah, having a biryani in Antarctica land. Yeah. It's one of the epic experience. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. It seems you had really a fun time visiting Antarctica. Actually. Oh, absolutely. So, I'm like, what happened was like, once I came back from Antarctica land and landed in the Argentinian, uh, like, the exact landmass of uh, South America, yeah. I don't know what happened in the last 10 days. I totally forgot everything. My, it was like, where you sleep, you awake, and like, you forget the dream. It was like yeah. that for me. After I visited, so I have something called Polar Steps. I just like uh, watched through that and like all the pictures which I've taken. That's when actually that somewhere in my subconscious mind, it's picking my memory. Okay, this is what I've did. This is what I've did. But like, trust me, like I still date. I don't know what all places I went because if I don't refer to my Polar Steps, uh, the application, I'll never remember it. Well, it sounds like a forgotten dream or something. <laughs> oh, totally. Trust me, like I, I am, I'm still like, I'm still thinking, okay, I might need to go again. Someday, uh, probably in future, I might go again, again. Wow. I think, uh, I, like, listening to your experiences make me also think, you know, someday, probably, I also want to go and visit Antarctica. 
and your experience and information is i think quite useful because a lot of people don't know like how to travel to antarctica of course we see on national geographic and discovery about all that but a common man uh, planning for a trip to antarctica sounds like a difficult choice basically but right. yeah but i think your information would definitely help out and uh, it, it brings us to almost end of our talk nishchal and uh, you know if if people want to travel follow your travels where they can do that this is a, such an important question because i am i know you have couple of very amazing pictures on your instagram oh yeah uh, so like i'm still building my website but the thing is like they can reach out to me through an instagram so my handle is like hungrybird007 uh they can reach out they can directly ping me if they have any questions related to any of the travel towards antarctica i would be really happy to uh, make uh, take a initiation give some suggestion start reading blogs so that like i can give them like uh, what is the present condition so that like uh, i can help them out if uh, to achieve their dreams i think that would be very useful and while putting this out we'll tag your instagram handle so if anyone is interested we can get in touch with you and have more information on antarctica sure, absolutely yeah thank you so much nishchal it was lovely having you for the talk and i'm already thinking about antarctica <laughs> i hope our listeners are also doing the same <laughs> thank you so much for coming on dance nai rahi thank you thank you for having me over here Thank you and we'll see another wonderful traveler next week till then take care stay safe